Can I talk my shit again? Yeah, don't you know? Don't worry about the ruckus in the background. Hey man, man. we ain't going about the background, man. What's going on, man? Once again, it's on. Hey, listen. People's hey, listen, Radio. Man. I'm Roy Mack. That's Cash. Bunch of I don't know what's going on with Cash right now in the background, man. But we're gonna go. make it do what Let's it do. Go. Hey, we're gonna do it live. You know we gonna man? make it do what it's it do, a, man. It's a it's a party in my living room, and the party don't stop till six in the morning. That's what's going on, baby. So don't worry about the background noise. Just focus in on what what, what knowledge we're about to give you today. You're being blessed. Hey, listen, man. Y'all know what it is. This is People's Champ Radio. No Chaser Radio. That's the move, man. No Chaser Radio is the movement. F-E-D-D-P-C, that's the plug. You dig what I'm saying? Holla at us on the YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio. Hit us up, subscribe, hit the bell icon, get notified when that new ish is dropping. iTunes in the podcast section, we over there as well. iHeartRadio, we coming. Hey, man, listen, we just out here working, dog. Let's get it popping, Cash. What's been going on, man? It's been a little minute. What's good? Uh Oh, man. Let me turn, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hold on. Let me get the music off over here because I had some music. Let me turn this music off because what's going on over there in your background is clashing with the music I got going on right now. So on People's Champ Radio on this edition, it's going to be no music. I know y'all like vibing to that, but listen, can't, hey, can't do it. In the immortal words of my man Singleton, hey, can't do it. Oh, man. Can't, can't do it. Hey, listen, man, maybe, maybe we'll start getting paid and, like, you know, we'll, we'll get a studio or something. I don't know. But until then, hey, man, enjoy I am actually in, I am actually in the comforts of the beautiful Melanin Lounge Studios right now. Um, yeah, hey, hey, unfortunately, man, I'm in the comforts of some really nice apartments right now. So, you know that. Hey, and, uh, listen, it's a, it's a cold world. <laughs> hey, apparently, some really nice apartments with some thin-ass walls. So, you know. <laughs> you know. Hey, but let's get it popping, man. We finna kick sports in the ass real quick. You know what we do, man. Yeah. We talk we talk hip-hop, sports, you dig what I'm saying, politics. We dabble in a little bit of everything, man. One thing I want to make sure that I make clear of right now, this is just for me two purposes, right? I don't know what the hell's going over there with cash right now. So... Leave Roy Mack out of anything that gets a, that that might or might not happen over there. Hey, well, listen, since we're on tape, you know what I'm saying, this is recording, but I want to say my door's locked. I can't see no evil, and I can't hear no evil. So let's get to it. Let's get to it, man. Hey, a lot has happened. A lot to get to today. I say it all the time, but that's real man. today. We got, listen, I got NFL. I got NBA trade deadline. I got Cavs in Boston that just finished playing. I got boxing going down. I got politics going down. We got new movies coming out that that we got to talk about. It's a lot going on right now, Cash. We talking movie talk, huh? Can I talk my shit again? Hey, talk that shit, Roy Mac. Hey, man, we've been off the horn, you know what I'm saying, for far too long. I've been getting a lot of emails, a lot of DMs, not only from fly females, but from some fans as well. So, yeah, man, let's get it in. Let's get it popping, man. Um, since uh, since the last time we've been here, we know we got a new Super Bowl champion. It is not the Patriots. Um, wow. Uh, it is the Eagles. However, the Patriots not only remain the story in Vegas, they also remain the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> hey, Vegas, hey, Vegas, listen, uh, they saw that Super Bowl, too. And what they saw was that the, uh, the Patriots were getting calls that they typically uh, – well, excuse me, the Eagles were getting calls that the Patriots typically get. 
And so Vegas is betting on the refs next year. That's what I'm hearing from Vegas is that they're betting on the referees. And, 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 more, and more importantly, they're betting on the AFC East to be a trash conference that the Patriots can kind of have a layup to. Kind of how Peyton Manning had with the AFC South back in his heyday uh, in Indy. So, yes, yeah, a similar situation that's going on with the AFC East and, and, and Tom Brady and the Patriots. And, you know, have a nice life. And it's two things that um, the two mainstream news outlets didn't talk about, at least in length, that I saw with any substance. And I want to talk about them here because that's what mm-hmm. we do. We talk about that real talk. Um, two things. One was the penalties or lack thereof. And then two was the fact that not only was that the most yardage ever in, in a Super Bowl game, that was the most yardage ever in NFL history that we watched. Um, so what you're saying it was it, it was a great game, right? I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not saying that. But I digress. You dig? Um, so let's talk about the penalties first. Um, everybody actually applauded the game for uh, the quote unquote the refs letting them play, which I always find a bit troubling. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you because first and foremost, the Patriots had one penalty, one penalty for five yards. First and foremost. Um, in the entire game. In the entire game. Now, I heard on the, in the entire lead-up to the game of how stout and how good that Eagles rush was. And they were getting pressure on on uh, Tom Brady the first half, knocking down a bunch of times, got real close to a few sacks in the first half. But yet the NFL and the refs want me to believe that nobody held the entire time that all that pressure was coming through. So what you're telling me, Roy Mack, is that in an entire professional football game, there was one penalty called on the New England Patriots for a mere five yards. That's all I saw, man. It was one for five. So it was either an encroachment, a false start. Um, what else we got for five? We get some, get, 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 can we get some other five-yard penalties hey, listen, in the NFL? Uh, I don't know, man. One penalty for five yards? Wow. Listen. If you take stuff like that into account, it actually makes the Eagles win more impressive. I I was just about to say that. You did? I was just about to say. That's unbelievable. They played mistake-free football. Except for the one. They had the one turnover at the end where they got the strip. That's it. Other than that, the, the Patriots played a perfect game, you could say. That's an unbelievable stat, man. One penalty for five yards. What did you think about the fallout? What did you think about the fallout for the uh, the brother that got benched by Bill Belichick? What do you think about that fallout? Damn, it's crazy because I don't know why everybody's shocked. I mean, this is what they do. You dig? Now, unfortunately, the only reason we're talking about this, first of all, has nothing to do with Malcolm Butler at all. It's because they lost the game. And so I hear a lot of people in the uh, the big news you know, media uh, what they're saying is that, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, purposely sabotaged the game and he wanted to win it his way as if no coach wants to win it that way, right? Uh, but the point is, is that that's what I keep hearing now. You know, the new the new cry wolf is that, hey, man, Bill was, you know, obviously sabotaging the game by not putting the guy in, but nobody cared that he was in a, the game, the entire game. You didn't hear any announcers talking about it. You didn't hear any focus being on the fact that Malcolm Butler, a gentleman that played over 98% of the snaps all year long, a, a previous Super Bowl hero, right, 
No one gave a damn that this brother got benched during the national anthem, apparently, because this brother was crying, you know what I mean, as if, you know, he was filling the Stars and Stripes song. And we come to find out that his dad got benched. Yeah, man. And, and, and listen, you don't have to look very far to see the fuckery from, from the Patriots and like how they, quote unquote, like to do it. Just look on the, on the Eagles sideline and LeGarrette Blunt, right? That was a dude that won a Super Bowl with the Patriots, who they probably should have resigned, but they offered him a piss poor contract. And he did what he should have did. He left. Um, and they usually do. They usually right. do. They offered him a bullshit contract. They tried to lowball him. And he decided to right. leave and kick rocks, and he went over to the to, to the Eagles and bust that ass. You dig what I'm saying? See, and, and, and that's my thing, right? This is just par for the course. This is what the Patriots do. So I don't have, I don't feel anything like, oh man, it was messed up. Like, you, you, listen, Malcolm Butler, he made the squad. He did his thing. They drafted him because he was a rookie. Uh, uh, the year that you know they were in the Super Bowl. So the point is, is that. He decided, um, you know what I'm saying, that he wanted to continue to play the Patriot game, if you will, no pun intended. And he kissed the baby. You will not win against the New England Patriots. History is on the side of Bill Belichick and Rob Kraft. Right? Those are just facts. So I don't know how you can look at the Patriots situation and look at the, the Patriots as an organization and be shocked. I'm actually shocked that players are still allowing the Patriots to treat them like 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 a like a bunch of nobodies, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's been so shocking to me is this undying loyalty towards an organization that literally built their entire foundation off of being disloyal. How you ask? Let me get to a point that I always make to you, Roy Mack, off off record. All what happened was Tom Brady got to the playoffs. He got hurt for the AFC title game. Are you talking Drew about Drew Bledsoe? Bledsoe? Yeah, there you go, Drew Absolutely. Bledsoe. Absolutely. There we go. Drew Bledsoe lost his job to injury. Now, Roy Mack, you've been watching and playing sports for a while now, sir. Understand, that's the, that's one of the cardinal rules in sports, that no one can lose their job to injury, right, allegedly. Drew Bledsoe, former first overall pick, held all the paces, passing records, passing yards, passing touchdowns. Drew Bledsoe, for all intents and purposes, had a Hall of Fame career. He finished top 10. Um, I think he finished actually 11 in passing yards. And he was top 15 in touchdowns um, as well. So Drew Bledsoe was the first overall pick for a tragic franchise at the time, the Patriots. And with if you're a first pick, some, most of the time, the, you know, the franchise hasn't done well, right? So fast forward to Jews in the necklace, Drew Bledsoe goes down with a devastating injury. Be it, albeit that they didn't have a great record, who gives a damn, right? Because that's what everybody tells me, you don't lose your job to injury. Brady comes in, they win a few games, he does pretty well. Brady gets hurt for the AFC title game. This is the first Super Bowl, kiddo, so just follow, bear with me. I'm giving you a history lesson right now. Tom Brady was hurt for the AFC title game, right? Right. Bledsoe wins that game. A guy who was a previous starter and franchise quarterback in Drew Bledsoe. But they let a six-round draft pick start in the Super Bowl. That's all you need to know about the New England Patriots. And the rest is history. Yeah, man. It's, um... They were built off this. Listen, let me say this to everybody who was acting like this was some kind of big story. Listen, stop it. 
that you know stop you dig dig y'all these are also the same people that went around talking about how like hey if you don't want to accept what the pay hey uh, who was it um wells walker somebody left i can't remember who who it was that left because they felt like they were being lowballed by the patriots and wells walker got on some tough guy talk hey hey i guess it you don't was, want to um it was Asante Samuel. He took the big contract to play for the Eagles. Yeah, and after then, he had won, after he had contributed to winning Super Bowls in New England, by the way. But go ahead. And then that's when Wes Walker was, hey, I guess, you know, because if you're leaving here, that means you don't want to compete for Super Bowls if you don't want to take what they give you. Well, shut the hell hey, up. Hey, Roy, how many, how many Super Bowls did Wes Walker have with the Pacers? Zero, me. and that's what he deserved. Oh, okay. So you're not guaranteed to win a Super Bowl. Okay, I'm just checking. Now listen, that's I what he West I thought Wes knew something. I didn't know. You know That's what he deserves. But those talking heads, though, they were the same ones who were, like, going along with that. Hey, you know, hey, this is how the Patriots do business. You know what it is over there. You got to fall in line. So you wanted you wanted Asante Samuel to turn down the largest contract of his life and sacrifice that to play for the Patriots, but you didn't think it'd be appropriate for them to pay him what he was worth. Okay. Just check it. Sometimes you've got to check. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, sometimes you don't understand exactly what people want other people to do. So I just want to check. So the organization shouldn't pay him. He should have took the, a pay cut. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, right? Oh, man. So let me go back to the, oh, let me go back to the other point. Remember, I had two points. One was that yes, penalty, sir. and that's just that one twenty-five yard. That, that's ridiculous. That's, and then the second, a, no, no one's talking about. Yeah, that, by that's way. ridiculous. And then the second thing is the fact that they just—it was basically you know seven on seven. If you if you're gonna be honest, in terms of offensively, um, absolutely. The Eagles were able to get, like I said, some pressure, but not get all the way home until the until the very end of the game. Um, I don't know how you play corner. I, I, I say I say this every single week on People's Chant Radio. I don't know how you play corner in the NFL anymore. That's number one. And then number two, it's official. I have no clue what a catch is in the NFL anymore. And nope. if, if what we're going to start seeing in the NFL is over a 1,000 yards combined offense every week, I don't think I'm going to sign up for that. You dig? I don't think I'm going to sign up for that. I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Some people might like that. I'm not, I don't believe I'm going to sign up for that. Um, right. You know, but that's just me, though. What say you, Cash? Um, I, I mean, listen, you and I talked about this over a decade ago, right? We talked about how it happened, it happened in basketball with this, you know, European offense. I mean, I watched a game with the Cavaliers. In which they gave up 150 points almost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, but they ended up winning. So everybody wants to tell me at the end it was a great game, right? So in the NFL, if this game continues to become this wide open, the fans are going to lose interest. But not because of the scoring. It's because of what's allowing you to score so many points. And what's allowing these teams to score so many points is that the rules have been bent so far back to where offensive players can virtually do what they It's hard to distinguish a really good defensive team. Hold on, yeah. Cash. We got, a, we got a bad connection right now you're in, man. We got some crazy static going on, man. I don't know what's going on right now, man. Hang on, man. Let me, see we, let me see if we can clean it up. Hold on. Let me see if we can clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Oh, man. It's great. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We going to get it. All right, hang on. We're going to get it together over here, man. People Chant Radio, Roy Mack and Cash. We do it every single Sunday afternoon, you dig. Having some technical issues. Cash got apparently uh, a ton of people over there at the Casa, <laughs> you dig. 
but we finna make it do what it do. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, hit us up on the YouTube channel, man. People's Champ Radio. Also, podcast section of iTunes. We over there as well. iHeartRadio. We coming, man. We just out here working. We got some. We 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 got some stuff popping off. Cash, you with us? Cash. Let me see if he's with us, man. Hello. We ain't got no cash. All right. <laughs> Yo. Hello? Okay. All right. Still ain't got no cash right now, man, but we're going to keep rocking on People's Chat Radio. Let's see if we can get it together one more time, man. Hey, listen, live radio, live podcasting is a motherfucker. You right? You dig what I'm saying? But we're going to make it do what it do, man, as always. Let's get cash back on the line. I got my, I, We got the dream team in here working on it. You dig? They finna make it do what it do. And uh, let's see if that cash, you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, there yeah. we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we back in the building. We you good now. Yeah, 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 we good now. We okay. Hey, listen, man, live radio, you dig? You know what I'm saying? Live radio. Hey, listen, for those who don't know, Roy Mack has, like, some very extensive equipment, Um, but apparently he got it for a discount. So, you know, you got you know, to get his equipment checked out. Well, man, you know? what you and everybody else will hear you know? in the playback <laughs> is when we turned you off, yeah, no. that little that little static stop. So it, it was on your end, but that's okay. Listen, man, not everybody can get, you know, an iPhone. You know, I, listen, I know it's hard times out here in these streets. Hey, um. you right, man. Hey, respect, <laughs> hey. Hey, reception's real bad in outer space, man. My yeah. bad, baby. Reception, <laughs> real bad up here in outer space, dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Well, listen, no, man. The, clo- the closer you get to heaven, man, the reception gets real poor. Boy, that sounds sound like some Ed Sheridan lyrics you were quoting right there. I don't know what's going hey, on right listen, there. Hey, it's only one God. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know what that was about. only one God, baby. I don't know what that was about, but what else you got in the NFL? Anything else for the NFL we got going on right now, man? Like I said, the Patriots are already the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Um, oh, hold on before you go. Yeah, I brought this up. On I, I mean, I ain't going. I ain't going nowhere. But yeah, I, no, no, no. I'm saying, but before you talk about more NFL, I brought this up on Twitter, and and it it came to fruition like I knew it would. Um, the rioters. Um, and, and, and I'm calling them rioters. The rioters. The people of Philadelphia. Listen, no, sir. Uh, the, I'm not going. Hey, I'm not going to sit here and let you talk about the good folk of Philadelphia. Well, understand? I'm not talking about the good folk of Philadelphia. I, I like Philly. Philly's a good. Listen, I got a lot of love in Philly. Real, real talk. Um, shout Word. out to Philly. I got a lot of love in Philly. Real talk. Uh huh. Um, but what I'm talking about are those rioters, those rioting thugs that went to the streets and were burning the city. That no, were, sir. That were flipping over cars. <clears throat> no, sir. Those those were just a bunch of kids, you know, having a good time <laughs> cel- celebrating a victory from their franchise. I'm not going to let you demonize a bunch of hardworking people who just want to let loose a little bit. What I saw was a bunch of a bunch of thugs. <laughs> I saw a bunch of all I can do is call them. I saw a bunch of degenerate oh, thugs who decided to tear up a nice, oh, beautiful man. American city. And it was disrespectful not only to their team but to but to to America. Hey, so, listen, I'm there not gonna go. let you sit here and demonize a bunch of good, you know, red-blooded Americans 
You know what I'm saying? This we'll, country, we'll have a good time. This country has a huge riot problem that we don't talk about. We have riot. We have uh, how many riots do we have? We have at least four riots a year. We have a riot um, four times a year. Um, typically, they are around the World Series, the Super Bowl, the NBA championship, and and the NHL championship. So for some reason, they just happen to fall around those same times. But every year, <laughs> every year we have four, at least four riots in this country. And so, you know, l- listen, man, as a as a as an American, I'm tired of it. So, Roy Mack, what you're telling me is that you have a you have a problem with the way Americans want to celebrate after the game. Well, hey, you could just move. Listen, I'm not talking about celebration. I love, hey, listen, no one loves. For, listen, it, I'm going I'm to borrow a phrase from from 45, Donald Trump. No, you've never met anybody who, who likes having fun more than me. No one has more fun than me. Um, hey, Roy, well, you, you can just move. If you have an issue with Americans. We I don't have an deal. I have an issue with thugs. Those thugs are not represent. First of all, we don't even know if those thugs who were doing it were Americans. I think that's part of the conspiracy. We need to figure that out. Maybe they're not Americans. I don't know what's going on over there in Philly. Um, you know, we don't know who it might have been. ISIS. Hey, I don't know, but we need to stop these thugs because I here's what I can guarantee you: there's going to be another riot uh, coming up soon. Um. Uh. Well, I take that back. It's five riots, Cash, because in March there's a little there's a tournament that happens for basketball, and it's usually a riot that happens in March too. <laughs> so <laughs> we're getting ready to gear up for another riot, and no one's gonna care. So you know. But go ahead, I'm though, just, man. Hey, listen. I'm not gonna let you sit here and slander the name of the free. <laughs> of the free, of the free people of the free world. I'm not gonna let you do it. But yeah, man, listen. Hey, listen. Hey, real- f- hey, fuck free world. Three one three. Three one fucking three. But uh, yeah, man. So it's crazy because the biggest uh, story from the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I think it's hilarious that people um, really believe. That what's going to happen is that Nick Foles is just going to like, I, you know, quote unquote, you know, just like go back to the bench and chill. You did. I, I think the funniest thing from this entire um, Super Bowl is the fact that here's what we know about Nick Foles. When he had a competent head coach, right, at the time, who, who appeared to be able to, un, you know, to, to tap into what Nick Foles is best at, Nick Foles was a – Pro Bowl quarterback in Philadelphia. It wasn't until that Chip Kelly shit, you know what I'm saying, you know, quickly ran his course in the NFL, and then he went under the guises of the dreadful uh, coach that shall remain nameless in uh, what is now Los Angeles, right, for the Rams. It wasn't until Nick went there that Nick, appeared to, you know, lose his ability to really read defenses and, and play really good football. That guy's ruined a few quarterbacks. The, the, the name Vince Young comes to mind, but go ahead, though. Man, don't even, don't, even get me, don't even get me started on what that shit. That, 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 that irritates me to this day that this young brother with a, you know, a 68% win percentage can't find a job, but I digress. So um, the bottom line is when Nick Foles had uh, a, a, a competent, um, you know, offensive scheme because everyone it thrives in the system. There is no one in the history of sports that hasn't thrived in a system, right? You may have some people who can navigate those systems better than others, but make no mistake, systems are built around the greatest we've ever seen. 
whether it's a Muhammad Ali and the type of uh, boxer he was, right, his style of boxing, whether it was Michael Jordan that triangle offense, Kobe Bryant, um, and the list goes on. So the point is, is that when Nick Foles apparently got a competent coach um, and a good team around him, he got to a Super Bowl. I don't know how that can be so easily dismissed. I can't just dismiss, you know, because I've seen Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, I've seen those type of quarterbacks win Super Bowls. And they'll tell you that they were probably best suited as career backups, right? But they had opportunities with the greatest defensive, you know, teams we've ever seen. But the point is, Nick Foles really looks like a, you know, it looks like an NFL starting quarterback to me. He doesn't look like a bench player who got lucky. So the point I'm making is that when Carson Wentz comes back, understand it's Super Bowl or bust. That's not Carson Wentz's Super Bowl victory. That's the Eagles and Nick Foles Super Bowl win. So if Carson Wentz replaces Nick Foles, he might as well be replacing a legend. That's just the first NFL Super Bowl championship, first Super Bowl title that the Philadelphia Eagles have ever witnessed. This isn't going to be something that's just going to blow away quickly. If Carson Wentz comes out and he looks like he's not the guy, right? And he let's say let me say this: if Carson Wentz goes eleven and five, twelve and four, and has MVP type Matt Ryan type of career in terms of the numbers and stuff like that, that Super Bowl that Nick Foles has trumps everything that he'll ever accomplish in Philadelphia. He goes somewhere else, cool, but in Philly. The pressure is on, on Carson Wentz like tenfold. And let me say this one last thing about it. People act like they didn't see Derek Carr do the same stuff Carson Wentz was doing, meaning having a hell of a run, an MVP-like season, and get hurt. And when he came back, Derek Carr looked really different. Now, people can start pointing to guys who got hurt and, well, hey, you know, they had his coach. Hey, I hear you. Results are the only thing that we're really interested in. And I'm really interested to see how Carson Wentz, because Carson Wentz is now under real pressure. He wasn't under no pressure last year. People just talked about where his ceiling was and, you know, hey, man, he could be a great quarterback one day and he's talented. All that shit's over with. It's real pressure on Carson Wentz because the same team's in play. So he's going to have to play near-perfect football. I, this is some interesting shit, man. This is some because now I wonder if they gonna start calling for for Nick Foles when shit goes bad or when things you know don't look so peachy keen because it's Super Bowl or bust for Carson Wentz here on out. Those are just facts. Well, let me say this to borrow a phrase from the great Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Hey, listen, man. Yeah, the, man. the ceiling is the roof, right? Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling is the fucking roof. Hey, we need to get like we need to get like MJ and George Bush and just let them go at it. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. ceiling is the roof, man. So no, I'm with you though. Man. Um, listen, uh, he has to in order to validate his position there. He has to win a Super Bowl. I mean, and and that's crazy to say because clearly you would think that everybody plays to win Super Bowls, but I agree with you. He has to win a Super Bowl to validate his, his his abilities now because period yeah i mean i'm i mean because people are talking about right now that that uh, uh nick Foles 
are they going to look to trade him? Are they going to move him? He, his value's high. Are they going to wait? You know what I'm saying? And so <clears throat> it's it, it's a lot of pressure, bro. It, and like you said, when when we saw it, it wasn't like this came out of nowhere. Now I'll add this right. one. I'll add this one caveat though. It's a lot of fuck boys, and I'm gonna call you that, and I'm saying that respectfully. Uh, I'm calling you fuck boys. Oh, it's, it's I'm calling you fuck boys respectively. <laughs> respectively. It's uh, but here's why I'm saying that because I, I got a lot of pushback on social media. People talking about, hey, y'all didn't even want to talk about the Super Bowl on People's Champ because y'all just assumed the Patriots would, would win. And here's the deal it was a lot of people out there going for the Eagles based on strictly emotion. They just didn't yeah. want the Patriots to win. I don't deal in right. emotion like that. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, right. I didn't, I didn't think. I guess I can, I'm, I'm gonna speak for you on this as well, Cash. I'm gonna speak for Cash. Didn't think none of you Hell thought no. none of you thought that Nick Foles was gonna come out and look like Joe Montana. Y'all thought that he yeah. might play well. You didn't think. Listen, he looked unbelievable. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? He was clutch. The yeah. most important thing about that game was that he didn't make mistakes in the waning moments like Tom Brady did. And you didn't. And that's, that's, and that's what I mean. Y'all didn't think that Tom Brady was gonna be playing against a prime Joe Montana. That's what y'all didn't think. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Right. And that's basically right. what you saw. And and because no, no one's being honest now. All of a sudden, you know, PCR is a bad guy. Hey. Hey, you guys just dismissed it. Yeah, show this goddamn Las Vegas. You did? <laughs> don't, don't go give hey, me no shit. Hey, I was, we were on the side of Las Vegas, and they built a lot of buildings over there by being right. Hey, listen, fam. I'm not going to feel bad about being on the side of Las Vegas. They win a lot. Right. <laughs> they do a lot of winning over there. Yeah, so, yeah, now, I, 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 I don't feel shit. Congratulations, though, to Philly. And, and and I know we're right though because no one's even talking about Philly. No, it, talking about the pages the are pages. still the story. They're still the story. Hey, let me ask you this: but before we move from the NFL, what do you think about that Hall of Fame class? Man, listen, I'm done with the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, yeah, so, uh, you hear it here first on PCR. I haven't even really broke this news to Roy Mack. Um, I'm done. Talk to I, me. I, I Talk to me. What's going do, on? I don't do the Hall of Fame no more. Um. Because my problem with the Hall is really simple, is that you got a bunch of people um, who clearly, you know, did these unbelievably great things while they were in the NFL. But now the Hall of Fame has entered this politics class of, yeah, they were great, but, and now I'm out. Because I don't know what a Hall of Famer is anymore. The, the game has changed so much. Um, the politics have really like reared their ugly heads, and I, I, you know, hey, listen, I don't, you know, I don't do the Hall of Fame, man. You know, y'all, y'all can do the Hall of Fame. If y'all didn't know that Ray Lewis was one of the greatest players you ever seen before this little Hall of Fame shit came out, then you don't know shit about football. If you didn't know that Terrell Owens is a top five receiver of all time, uh, you know, you don't know shit about football. So. I don't do the Hall of Fame because what it does is it starts, like, validating bullshit. And it's not even validating. The Hall of Fame ain't even validating players anymore. It's validating the people who are voting for the players. It's all these little nerds out here getting their little rocks off uh, making sure that guys don't get in the first go around. So I'm done with the Hall of Fame until they allow people who are in the Hall of Fame. If those people aren't doing the voting only, I'm out. This ain't no goddamn NBA All-Star game. You did it? The Hall of Fame. 
I thought it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting class. Uh, it was a very big class. I'm not sure how. Well, let me say this, though. That Erlacher shit, I was shocked. I was like, really? You just don't hear about Erlacher, man. When he was playing, we didn't hear about him. I think he's one of those guys, you know, great reputation, and then he has some of those Pro Bowls. I don't know what they're, you know, you know. Some oh, no, his accolades, no, 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 his, don't get me wrong. His yeah. accolades are unbelievable. I'm talking about the respect that he got from peers as well as, like, you know, a fellow Chicago or, or ex-Chicago Bears players. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people fucking with her like well, like you know, style of play, you know. It was a lot of people, though, that felt that he single-handedly was the one who got them to that Super Bowl. Um, right. So you know, Listen, I mean, Erlacher was an unbelievable talent. Don't like I said. Don't. This ain't Cash that's saying this. I'm telling you, when Erlacher was playing, there was never no one ever said he's the best defensive player in the NFL. Even when he won the uh, the defensive player of the year award, that's just those were the sentiments around Brian Erlacher. Why you ask? I have no idea. <laughs> hey, I thought you had some real insight. Hey, well, because listen. Listen, no one talks about Erlacher um, in the same joke as a Ray Lewis, and they went in together. That's all you need to know. That's true. Well, and that that's what I think makes this class interesting, right? So you got two middle linebackers going in, Erlacher and Ray Lewis, and you also have those two great wide receivers, right, T.O. and Randy Moss. Um, One thing I can say I didn't like was that I'm seeing a lot of people talk about how um, Randy Moss deserved it, but T.O. doesn't, which is weird to me um, because their their argument isn't based on numbers. It's not based on ability. They start going to, quote unquote, people's personality. And here's even what they do, because when you go to personality, people forget you got to make a they got to make a lot of excuses for um, uh, uh, uh not not to yo, but for Randy and I love Randy Moss. I love both. I love Randy Moss, but they have to make a lot of excuses for Randy Moss because Randy Moss has a very very weirdo type history in terms of like little antics, little goofy stuff, leaving the field, not playing on third downs, the ball's not coming to him, little weird stuff, not really a block. You know what I'm saying? Little little weird little football stuff that like yo, why wouldn't you do that? That To didn't have what To did have that Randy didn't have was that little back and forth with the media, right? Randy never really had any real media issues. Straight cash, homie. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Hey, straight cash, homie. You, you, you right. dig? He never really had media problems, although if you look at the history, he's the one with the weed issues. He's the one with the, you know, the fine issues with the NFL. He's the one with all that. T.O. is the one that they just felt like, oh, he's the prima donna, though. So it's. I don't know if you remember, Randy Moss had a domestic violence issue. Had that's, a what <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, all these things all this, that T.O. never hate, had. I hate bringing this shit up, though, because I don't even give a fuck. This shit right. Because like, that's the thing. For, for me, I don't even look at any of that. But when they're making this argument for Randy, they're crowning Randy and knocking down T.O., it's like they're omitting all of that history. To bring up things that like don't even really make. Oh well, uh, uh, To tore apart locker rooms. Hey, <laughs> okay. Says, hey, says says a uh, very popular gentleman in in a, in, a, in a sports media. By the way, like I never heard him tear apart locker rooms. I've never heard it until someone just kept saying it, and I was like, okay, so now it's true. Okay. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> 
hey, here's all I know, right? All I know is that he played with Garcia, right? Who was not necessarily setting the world on fire as a quarterback. He was an above average quarterback, but T.O. put up great numbers with Garcia, right? Right? T.O. single handedly did that. T.O. then took Donovan McNabb to the only Super Bowl he's ever been to, right? And you can argue that Tony Romo's best years were with Terrell Owens there. Oh, it's not an argument. It is. You I feel mean, what I'm saying? Cow- was a, it was the Cowboys' best success, uh, you know, with T.O. But with uh, Romo, it was with, with T.O.'s on the team. Everybody knows that. And so, you know, it is what it is. But I, I thought that was a very interesting uh, um, Hall of Fame class. Any, hmm. didn't, didn't your boy Brian Dawkins get in with this class as well? Yes, sir. Shout out to Brian Dawkins. Shout out to Brian Dawkins. Uh, you know, it's poetic justice. He was a lifelong eagle. He got in. They win the Super Bowl. It's a great look, man. And listen, the, you know, <laughs> the NFL Hall of Fame for me is just something that I can't respect when you start but I got to start talking to you about the little, you know, Randy Moss squirting a water bottle and shit like that. I'm out, bro. Who would I'm you? Out on let it. me ask you this. Who would you, who, who, who do you like? I'm not saying who would you rather take, but who do you like just as like, like for the shit that you like? And they might play a little bit, a little bit different position, but who do you like in terms of a safety? Would you, would you like a Brian Dawkins type safety or would you no. like, or would you like my I'm man? Going with Ed well, I'm not even going to Ed Reed. I'm going, I'm going with my man Crash Bandicoot. Um, uh, my man, Bob <laughs> yeah. my man well, Bob. And, and, and in that case, I gotta go with Brian because he, he <laughs> could do that similar shit, but he was just healthy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that Bob Sanders shit is nuts to me, man. It's nuts. Hey, but hey, uh, apparently Peyton Manning never had any defenses in Indy. He got a, he had a defensive player of the year at safety, two Pro Bowl defensive ends, and like a Pro Bowl linebacker. So you know. I, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> that sounds like it's pretty good, but hey, apparently not good enough, man. <laughs> hey, man, this is People Share Radio, Roy Mac and Cash, man. We, just, me, man. we chopping it up, man. Hey, listen, I, I want to get to these NBA trades, but before I go there, have you hey. seen this um this little new thing that uh Kevin Hart is doing on the internet? This little show he's doing. It's uh-uh. uh, he has a little thing he's doing. I, I don't know who's in conjunction with, but it's called uh cold. It's it's I'm not making. It, it's called cold as balls. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen it actually. Have I've seen yeah. it on uh, YouTube. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's mm-hmm. on YouTube where he's getting the guys in there and they're getting in the, in the cold tubs. Um, pretty funny stuff, man. I actually, you know, listen. Kevin Hart's a funny dude. I I, I watched the one with him and Lavar Ball. It was funny. Yeah, I watched the Levar one. Yeah, Lavar be Lavar be holding his own, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude just holds his own. Nuts, yeah, he's man. good. You can't rattle him with that if you just you talking. Really he's good bro. on that. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, so shout out to you him. can't rattle, dude. Shout out to Lavar. I told y'all Lavar Ball was the boss of dip set. Shout out to Lavar Ball. The brother just can't be rattled. Can um, we? I, 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 can I with it. But let me ask you this though: Can we officially say that that whole Lithuania thing has officially now flopped? I think the first week, two weeks, people were like kind of tuning in. I, I, you know, I don't. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Now, oh, yeah, like, it's huh? Oh, yeah, it's over. The party's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and listen, I, and here's the deal: uh, it was either that, it was either that shit was gonna flop, right? Um, or his fucking uh, his his kids were just gonna get exposed. So I'm not mad because no one was ever checking for um, uh, his middle Jello? son, um, Jello, right? And I, again, no, no disrespect to Jello. I'm talking strictly hooping. Um, no one was checking for him. They were checking for his youngest son, and 
in order to avoid his youngest son being exposed because he would be the most watched this year. This would be the most eyes on him because, you know, Lonzo's not there anymore, obviously. Jello ain't there. This would be all the mellow ball. And, you know, listen, LeVar Ball is a genius. He got him up out of there before he can truly get exposed. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to LeVar Ball. You win again, young fella. Yeah, you gotta hit the you, you gotta hit the eject button. So yeah, but yeah, man, y'all should check out that little show though. Shout out to Kev. Coldest ball is actually pretty funny, man. I like the, I like the concept of that. Um, listen, something I could never do was sit in a cold tub. Never could do it, bro. Um, it wasn't for me. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. <laughs> that was not for me, dog. I'm a heat dude, man. Give me some heat treatment, dog. Give me some muscle stem and some heat. I'm not sitting in no ice. I'm out on that. But. Let's get to these NBA trades, dog. So let me ask you this: what, I mean, you, you you f with the show. What, what's good? Yeah, I think it's cool. Like 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 the concept is cool because Kevin's just naturally mm-hmm. funny. Kevin's naturally funny, and he with really the is a naturally funny. Kevin. And with the whole little scenario with them, like the whole thing of the show is that they're they're sitting in an ice tub. You dig what I'm saying? Right. And which, which, oh by the way, I don't believe that's ice. But you know, I got right, right. But I'm just saying. I don't think that's, uh, I think that's. I think that's that movie ice. You know, right. What I'm right. Like no, I'm with you. Listen, water. I'm no with way. you. Trust me. Listen. Ain't people, no fucking way. Anybody who's an athlete who's really done those ice baths, yeah, who's tried to like, listen. That's some. Listen, I'm out on well, ice baths. I'm gonna tell you why I know it's fake. I used to. I had uh messed my ankle up real bad in high school, and I had to put my shit in a bucket every day. And at no point did I get used to it. Right. At no point. I never got used to it. And I saw Kevin Hart talking to somebody. He just had his feet in there. I was like, okay, this is fake. <laughs> yeah, that, bro. Like, you just having your feet, that shit doesn't, like, make it make it less painful. It's even more painful unless you get your whole body in that joint. Well, listen, so, yeah, man, I've never gotten past my ankles in a cold tub. <laughs> that's a true story the furthest well, i've that. ever got was my ankle <laughs> listen i'm not going no further than that bro i don't do that but yes it's a cool show i, I like the format like i said is as long as he keeps getting guests that are are witty he had blake griffin is actually sneaky good at like little comedy I stuff saw that. yeah i saw that man i thought that was dope i saw blake griffin and i was like you know what's crazy blake has an incredible personality bro mm-hmm. he really does um Listen, Blake's well, a likable cat. Speaking you know speaking of Blake Griffin, speaking of Blake Griffin, he's now a member <laughs> of the Detroit Pistons. Detroit. Nice segue, nice segue Roy Mack. Listen, man, you think I'm? Hey, man, that's what I do, man. I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional. Uh, man. But he's a member of the Detroit Pistons, which I listen. I don't know what everybody else thought, but I I loved that trade for Detroit. Um, Absolutely, they ain't had a superstar since Isaiah Thomas. And the thing is, people thought, well, how was he gonna play with Drummond? I'm like, well, I'm looking around, like, yo, he just was playing with Andre, uh, uh, with uh, with, yeah, with he's Jordan, playing with his twin brother, Andre Jordan. So they I'm looking around, like, yeah, and actually, and actually, Drummond, you can throw it into him, and he can make a move and get a bucket, which DeAndre Jordan can't do. So I'm like, yo, and he's good. And I think I like Drummond better because no, I no, no. You don't think <laughs> you don't think he is right. better. He's just better, and that's no well, diss on not, DeAndre Jordan. I'm not talking about as a player, though. I'm not talking about as a player. I mean mentality wise. Oh, okay, and what I got you. I mean you. is that I believe Andre Drummond understands what he's great at and like how to continue to be best at what he's good at. I believe DeAndre Jordan still thinks that like at some point he's going to develop like an outside jumper. It's weird shit. <laughs> He think he gonna get some range in a little bit. 
Yeah, it's weird. I feel like DeAndre still doesn't really know who he wants to be as a basketball player, whereas Andre uh, Drummond is perfecting his craft. You dig? Yeah, man. That's and, my vibe. That's the vibe I give him. And if you're Detroit, you gave up some potential with Tobias Harris because I, I really like his game. But you're getting – listen, you're getting Blake Griffin. He's box office. And, right. and over there in the East – now, you know, you look around and you say, hey, listen, we can compete with these two dudes, with these two cats. You dig what I'm saying? We get some guard play and we good. You know what I'm saying? You you, you would like, put it like this. They're, I, to me, they're the opposite now of the Washington Wizards, right? Because the, the Wizards are yeah. guard heavy with, with Wall and Bill and they and these two dudes get it done in the paint. So, you know, right. I, I think that's a good move for them, man. But it was a plethora of deals made. Um, at the trade mm-hmm. deadline, the biggest, right, being the moves made by the Cavs. So let's just recap quickly the move the, ca- the, the move the Cavs made. Isaiah Thomas Talk is gone. So you got Lil IT, he's gone. Channing Fry, he's gone. Jay Crowder's gone. Derrick Rose is gone. Iman Shumpert is gone. Um, Dwayne Wade is gone back to Miami. Um, and they are getting Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, um, George Hill, and they also got Rodney Hood. Love that trade for the Cavs. Um, well, listen, anytime you can get rid of Isaiah Thomas and Derrick Rose, wow. Big, I guess. Because those guys are just not going to be able to contribute like the Cavs wanted them to do. When shit matters. Derrick Rose, unfortunately, man, that brother's done. His knees That's what I wanted to say. Done. Let's stay with His those two dudes for a second. Done. Let, They're done. Let's stay with Derrick Rose and Isaiah Thomas. Let's just play the what-if game with these two, right? Um, yeah. Because let's start with Derrick Rose. That's where you're going. This is a dude yeah. who people forget is the youngest MVP in the history of the NBA. <laughs> And who, at the peak of his powers, was I can't say that Russell Westbrook was more athletic than him. I can just say that they were equally yeah, as a, they at, were at, equally athletic. Yeah, yeah so, I put them in there. It's, it's listen, it's three point guards, right? For me, in the history of basketball, in terms of really good ones, don't give me a guy who you never, you know, who never got no burn, who's more athletic. We're talking about of the all star players in the NBA: Derrick Rose, Steve Francis, and Russell Westbrook are the most athletic point guards I've ever seen. Period. They just are. That way, able to play at that high level. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And like, like I said, I I can't say that as much as I love Westbrook. I can't be like, yo, he's more yeah. than no, no, no. Because I watched nah. Derrick Rose at his peak, and my yeah, goodness, man. bro, that brother right there, man, his his explosiveness is is second to none. Period. Yeah, but you're it's right though. He just listen. He he's a guy that is really if he wants to continue playing. He is now going to have to basically turn himself into a spot-up shooter. And I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do it. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's just not what he does. You know what I'm saying? Because what he's. You called this a long time ago about Derrick Rose. Well, yeah. And what did I always say? What did I say? His movement is violent, bro. That's the Mm -hmm. the same word I always use. When he used to jump stop and get in and out of his cuts, it was violent. I used to always tell Cash. Like, yo, I like this dude, but those movements are violent that he's doing. I used to always say that. And right. it was just my standpoint because I think he, he, he could last with that if he didn't have as much muscle mass. But here's a guy who was a big, strong point guard, bro. 
built, dude. Yeah. Built. I mean, he still is. He still, he still is. is. Dude, and people sometimes don't understand the human body. Just because you have a lot of muscle mass, that doesn't mean your joints or your bones are any bigger. You dig what I'm saying? Like, right. all that stuff stays the same size. Your your cartilage and all this little cool stuff. Hey, listen, you don't get like a, 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 a extra amount. And those movements were super violent. And he was a two-foot jumper. I need for y'all to go back and really start looking at these two-footed jumpers in basketball. Right? It, to me, and listen, I was a two-footed jumper, so I can say this. To me, if you're a two-foot jumper... I think your knees wear out quicker, obviously, right? Because you're jumping off. You're, you're using both knees for your explosion, right? Instead right. of just a one leg. Like Michael Jordan is a one leg jumper. Kobe Bryant, um, uh, LeBron, those are one leg jumpers. They can get up on one leg. But you go to like Isaiah Thomas. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, I'm sorry. Um, Dominique Wilkins. He's a two legged jumper. You dig what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, like I said, with Derrick Rowe, he's a two-legged jumper. A guy like Michael Finley, who started breaking down, was a two-legged jumper. It's a, you know, that's just a theory I have out there, but it's something about those guys that I believe when, when you're jumping off two legs that with, with that much explosion, I think it wears your body down a little quicker. That's just my perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, listen, you could be right, man. I mean, it, it's a cold world. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a cold world for guys like Derrick Rose because now I got to put him on my all-time injured list with you know uh, Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady, uh, Greg Oden. Yeah, I said it, Greg Oden. You better watch some goddamn tape. These are guys who, when you look back at the history of sports, they could have changed the game. Yeah, and with Derek, it's extra. These guys could have changed the game. With Derek, it's extra sad because you literally got to see what he could, what it could be, right? Yeah, I was about to say he got that MVP. Yeah, you, know you got saying? to see what it could be. And a lot of people try to cry about it, like as if he just was like, bro, listen, we put Chicago back on the map. Chicago hadn't been on the map since MJ left. He put Chicago on a map on some for real. For well, he was running around with Joe Kim Noah and Todd Gibson, you know what I'm saying, playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, and y'all act like that was nothing. So, you know. Yeah, right. Come on, man. But shout out to him. And then Isaiah Thomas is the other story, right? Um, who, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about IT, man. So here's my thing with IT. Here's my thing with IT. Here's my thing with IT, right? I don't believe that you can be his size. And also be a guy who wants to dominate the basketball. If you want to be that guy, understand what you're gonna what you're gonna have to be is one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. You gotta be either you're gonna have to be better than the real Isaiah Thomas or better than Allen Iverson. And he's not better than those guys. Cause understand, he's way smaller than those guys. You feel what I'm saying? Boy, oh yeah. Listen, Isaiah Thomas is probably really five eight, bro. Real, real talk. He's probably five yeah, foot eight, talk. and right. he's not a willing passer, right? Nope. He's a scorer. So you literally have to do what they did in Philly is and, and construct the team around him, right? Like the Boston Celtics. Did. That's what the ball. The Boston Celtics basically got a bunch of shooters and like yep. and like ride or die dog, ride or die dudes that want to just play D and lock you up, right? The Marcus Smarts of the world, the Jay Crowders of the world, right? And yeah. that worked because then IT can just he could hide defensively and just do his thing on offense. 
But right. now when you go somewhere, because listen, I always tell people, it's a reason that it didn't work in, 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 in Phoenix and it didn't work in Sacramento with him. It's a reason that it didn't work in those places. I mean, it's just real talk. Um, I, and that's no I, diss on Isaiah. Let me, because I, I, I like Isaiah, but it just is what it is. Yeah, and uh, listen, somebody got to speak up for this kid because all I've been hearing is, hey, you know, he just needs to shut up. And this, this isn't only from uh, big media. This is from people around me. Yeah, man, he ran his mouth too much, and he thought he was LeBron. And yeah, that's stupid. He, that's stupid. And yada, 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 yada. So... Let's take up IT in this regard. And I'm not even going to talk about what he did in Boston in terms of, you know, playing in the playoffs, right, with his daughter, with his uh, sister, Pat. I'm not, you know, that's, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to talk about basketball, right? Basketball-wise, the guy was third in the MVP race before he got injured. Name a guy who's third in MVP who averaged 30 a game who's going to come on a team and not be vocal about losing. They were losing, and they looked like shit doing it. And he was one of the only people stepping up saying, yo, man, like, we can't keep playing like this. Now, if that was someone else, they would have told you that that shit was leadership. <laughs> you dig? But apparently Isaiah Thomas does it, and he's the fucking bad guy. I'm not going to sit here and shit on this man because the Cavs were losing. If they were winning, you know what they would have told you about Isaiah? Hey, here's a guy who knows how to win. You look at what he did over there, you know, in Boston, and they built a team around him. He knows what he's talking about, and they were winning. But because the team was losing, everything that happened was, yo, Isaiah just needs to shut up, right? And then when he leaves, it was just kind of like nanny-nanny, boo-boo, you should have shut your mouth type of shit, as if had he been quiet, they would have won more. Because here's what Isaiah Thomas has proven to me, is that it is an organization um, and that he was right, and it was the people on that roster, because they shipped everybody's ass out. It ain't like all they did was replace Isaiah Thomas. They replaced everybody. Kevin Love and J.R. Smith are some of the only remains on that roster right now. You feel me? That's all. So apparently, apparently the organization also felt like those guys didn't have it. And unfortunately, one of those guys was Isaiah Thomas. But it, listen. What they wanted Isaiah Thomas to do was replace Kyrie Irving. New flash. No one in the NBA can do what Kyrie Irving can do. No, I'm not saying he's the best player in the NBA. He's definitely one of them. But I'm not arguing that. I'm not even arguing that he's the best point guard. None of those point guards can do what, I, what, what I, uh, Kyrie Irving can do. They can't finish like him. And I believe he's the most clutch of all the point guards. Um, because I mean, we can go down the list if y'all want, but the reality is, is when 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 things got real, Steph Curry kind of whizzled away in a lot of uh, situations in the playoffs. And Steph Curry, to me, continues to prove that he's probably more of a a superstar front runner than just a flat out superstar. Because when shit gets real, you know, all that dribbling behind the back and you know all that other stuff. You know, that, that, you know, that shit, those are turnovers now. You dig? So I believe that, you know, Kyrie Irving. Hey, Roy, you good there, man? A lot of, hey, lot of, lot of feedback over here, Roy Mack. You good? Okay. Yeah, listen, I don't know what you're talking about, dog. But go ahead. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, you gonna hear it on the playback, but uh, I, I agree. Hey, listen, I think. Um, hey, listen, that may be somebody in the in the background saying hashtag hey, me too. But go ahead though. Hey, hey I know. Yeah, you gonna hear it. <laughs> hey, it's the second time, by the way. You know, hey, <laughs> FYI. But yeah, man, listen, I believe that Kyrie Irving is the best at what he does, and the Cavs thought that they were gonna be able to replace him with a guy who they don't even play anything alike. You know, you can't just, like, scoring isn't the end-all, be-all. It's the intangibles that the Kyrie Irvings of the world brings. And Isaiah Thomas, to this point, hasn't proven to really have really intangibles about his game. You know what I mean? He's a scorer, and he's a scorer uh, with a lot of effort from, from, you know, his counterpart. And when you're in Cleveland, don't think that a LeBron James is going to be out here throwing a bunch of screens and shit for you so you can get your little shit off. So, you know, long story short, I believe they did a great job in free agency. Um, it's building towards the future of the next two, three years. But as far as this year is concerned, as long as Kevin Durant's in Golden State, and I told you this from the beginning, Roy Mack, as long as Kevin Durant's in Golden State, no one has a legitimate chance to dethrone them. And, and I'm going to quickly segue to my thoughts on, on the Houston Rockets because I keep hearing that Houston Rockets name. No chance. That's the chance I get to use the Rockets to beat the, the ultimate Warriors. I give them no shot, but I got I like what you did there, by the way. You, you used no chance, which is Triple H's theme music, and then you yeah. called the Warriors. I, I like your little W. Shout out to the WWE. Yeah, I see yeah, what man, you did there. Hey, man, I've been doing it for a while. I've been doing it for a while, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, let me say this about Isaiah, though. Let me go back to Isaiah. Let me say this. See, people forget. Allen Iverson um, once played with Jerry Stackhouse, but they couldn't coexist together, right? Um, a, a lottery, a lottery pick, by the way. Right. Was his, Listen, who Jerry, was living up to and who was living up to his billing and had to ship his ass out? Right. Jerry Stackhouse ain't no damn scrub. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Wow. Jerry Stackhouse can flat out get it popping, right? But they they couldn't coexist because it just wasn't going going to work. Um, with Isaiah Thomas, listen, he just has he has some limitations. That shit in Cleveland wasn't his fault, right? No, not they, at all. They, if Cleveland's being honest, right, they had a disgruntled employee in Kyrie Irving who they made a trade for, and it was a it was a bad trade, right? That, Absolutely, it was, it was a, a bad trade. trade. It was a bad trade if they're being honest, yep. right? Because Absolutely. now, if you look at it, right, essentially what they traded Kyrie Irving for. And you can't even do this trade on NBA 2K. They traded Kyrie Irving for Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. And a, and a first-round pick. The next pick, basically. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I think they uh, they got yeah they, they got, got that from yep. Boston. Right. 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 Yep. Right. Yep. So they yep. got. Yep. You That's got it. a first. I, I promise you, you can't do that shit on NBA 2K. Go to NBA 2K right now and try to see if you can trade Kyrie Irving for Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance. And like a top ten draft pick. Good luck with that. Try it. Try <laughs> Good it. Good luck with and, that. And, bro. Hey, and look, don't go to the settings and take trade restrictions off either. I want to see the. I want to see the real aftermath. You dig what I'm saying? And I like Jordan Clarkson. I think Jordan Clarkson can flat out ball. Matter of fact, Boston and Cleveland played today. Right? Boston mm. and Cleveland played today, and Cleveland beat them down, one twenty-one to ninety-nine. And it really wasn't that close, to be honest with you. Right. Um, there were actually, uh, Boston was actually being booed at one point. 
during the game. And hey, shout, side, hey, shout out to Boston. Hey, shout out to Boston for like booing their team. Yeah, they, they started booing them. Uh, um, yeah. Side note, this was also the infamous Paul Pierce jersey retirement night <laughs> that I did. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> Hey, shout out to my nigga Paul Pierce, man. He just wants his jersey retired, man. Hey, Damn. In attendance. Respect on my nigga name. God, in dang. attendance at the retirement ceremony, they and they all sat together and took a picture together was Paul Pierce, Doc Rivers, Rajon Rondo, and Kevin Garnett. Rondo, my hero. Let me ask you this. Why do those three guys, Garnett, Rondo, and Paul Pierce, why do they hate Ray Allen? Hey, man, you got to ask them that, man. <laughs> hey, listen, I ain't going to let no – well, so, listen, the story goes is that they felt like, hey, you know, why the hell would he go to Miami? You know what I'm saying? They felt like they had some real rivalry shit with that, you know, with uh, with LeBron and, uh, you know, those Miami Heat. And uh, they felt like, yo, they basically felt like how people talk about uh, KD, you know, going to the Warriors. <clears throat> and – Listen, I don't know the type of bond those gentlemen had, right? So I can't tell them don't feel a certain type of way. I'll tell you, I didn't see it like that. You know, I, I didn't – I mean, Ray Allen far past his prime. So, um, and, you know, I don't think he just wants to be old in Boston. I think he wants to play for a reason. And I think when, you know, you get a chance to team up with the Heatles, you take that opportunity. And he ended up being a hero, by the way. Um, and solidified himself as not only one of the – the greatest, uh, you know, two guards in the history of the NBA. Um, I'll, I'll take him over Dwayne Wade, by the way, because everybody keeps telling me Dwayne Wade's a top wow. twenty. Listen, wow! Listen, I heard Dwayne. Yeah, listen, I heard Dwayne Wade was a top twenty player of all time the other day, but I ain't gonna even get on that. Um, so let's let's stick with the, the topic at hand. So that's why they apparently got some heat. You know what I'm saying with the big homie because he went to the Eagles, but you know. That, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I just thought it was weird, though, because shout out to Ray Allen. Um, if you look at that team, right, and, I, and I'm talking about the, the the three veteran guys, KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, I would think, I would say unanimously everybody would say Kevin Garnett. I'm talking in their primes. Kevin Garnett was the best player. But then, is, then Ray Allen is, I think Ray Allen is clearly number two and Paul Pierce is number three in their primes. I don't think it's, a, to, to me at least, it's no question of who's the better in their prime. I would say it was Ray Allen because Ray Allen was getting to the cup, dunking on you, shooting a three. He could do everything. Um, yeah, listen, and, I, and listen, I was telling my partner this the other day. I was like, listen, if people are saying Dwayne Wade is, you know, top, I like Dwayne Wade, so I hate having this conversation. But if people saying Dwayne Wade's like, you know, top 20 ever, I'm like, okay, well, where are you putting Pierce and, and, and Ray Allen? Like, Dwayne Wade is not a better basketball player than Ray Allen. I'm sorry. Um, Ray Allen played in a different generation of basketball, right, in which, you know, Kobe and Shaq and those guys were running the NBA and Jordan was running the NBA when he came in. Um, and he was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, it ain't like Ray Allen had, like, a, a cold franchise he was selling. He played for the Supersonics. You did? So, I mean, bro, they got, they got better than Ray Allen. People need to go watch. They need to go do their research. Yeah, do your Google. I, mean, I would ask him what he does better than Ray Allen. I would love to hear it. Right, because I think people would be surprised when they say, like, well, he can get to the cup better. And um, you go back to some no, of that Ray Allen tape. No, <laughs> Ray Allen no. get to this fucking cup. And, he, and he's not a better finisher than Ray Allen. I mean, so, uh, you know, but I, dig we, I digress on that point. But yeah, man, I, you know. 
Back to the trades, though. Um, this yeah. was not a you trade. This your, this your topic, Roy, man. Yeah. I want to hear so, what you got to you know, say about these trades, man. So this was not a trade, but you, I'm going I'm to silver back on something you said about Houston. They picked up on, Joe. You're going you to do what? You're going to silver back. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hey, hey, no, hey, hey. <laughs> no pork on New my fork. No <laughs> pork on my fork, dog. Shout out to Jay. Oh, no pork man. on my fork, man. I don't do that piggyback. Hey. It ain't no pork on this fork, dog. Hey. Man, listen, you always learn something new every day when you're talking to Roy Mack. He's got silverback, a silver man. bag. Okay? Silverback. Hey, I was just checking the vocabulary and making sure that you said that on purpose, okay? Yeah, man, I'm a silverback on what you mm -hmm. just said uh, about the Rockets. Now, they just picked up Joe Johnson, right? Um, yeah. I like the pickup because it, Joe Johnson, he falls now at this stage in his, in his career, at this age, he falls into the category that I put guys in as professional scorers or Absolutely. a professional shooter. He's a professional shooter at this point, right? Meaning Absolutely. he doesn't need to go out there and get like a bunch of like warm-up shots. He doesn't need to no, – no, 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 no. Nah. You throw him in, he's locked and loaded. You dig what I'm saying? He's a professional at this one skill now. And no matter what, Joe Johnson is still like six foot eight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's yeah, like six he's, foot eight. He's six foot – He's 6'8", 240. Like yeah. a big dude. So I think he actually, and listen, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, right? But he does potentially give them a different element. He yeah. potentially gives them a guy who can post up a little bit, and you got to respect his post-up game, right? Now, I don't right. think that they're, they're going to be throwing it in the damn Joe Johnson in the playoffs, right? But I'm just right. saying maybe on some stretches in which – James Harden is out of the game, and it's Chris Paul in there running it. Maybe Chris Paul throws it in there to Joe Johnson a couple times, right? And and and, and yeah. he can get a couple buckets, right? Um, well, well, I know Joe Johnson can probably still shoot to the lights, you know, turn on. So you know. Now listen, I don't clearly. I don't, I'm not going to be stupid and think that Joe Johnson puts them over the top versus the Warriors, right? Nah. But here's what I think about Houston, right? In a series versus the, specifically the Warriors. My problem with Houston is that they play just like the Warriors, and the Warriors have more guys who are better at that. You dig uh, what I'm saying? Game over. So, game like, over. they have the best guys in the world at, at at that specific thing, at shooting threes. Like, I know I'm with you. Uh, I keep telling Houston fans, I'm with. I know Gerald Green can shoot. I know. Right. You right. dig? I know Trevor Ariza can shoot. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I yeah. know. I know Gordon is having a great year. I'm with you. Yeah, good job. Here's the yeah. problem. <laughs> Here's the problem, bro. <laughs> On the other side, they're rolling out Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and fucking Kevin Durant. <laughs> you feel what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I like to call game over. And then yeah. they're coming off the bench with Swaggy P, who, like, listen, make no mistake, Swaggy P can shoot the basketball. Right? I mean, listen, Nick, Nick, dumbass nickname aside, the brother can shoot. <laughs> You know, hey, don't, hey, don't judge this man because of a dumbass nickname like that. He can actually hoop. You feel what I'm saying? And so I'm looking around and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't. Hey, and, they, and they might, they might roll out, you know, dead rolls low key. Who knows? I mean, I, you know, whatever that means, but you know. That would be interesting. That would be interesting with the dead rolls move. That would be listen. It, it's some moves that I thought were going to be made that didn't get made in the NBA. I thought somebody would try to put together a package for Kimba Walker. I'm a big Kimba Walker supporter. Well, they did, they did, but apparently the 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 the, the what are they the Hornets now? Again? Yeah, they're the Hornets again. Um, they uh they they were asking for the house like 
it was a lot of people inquired about Kimball because Kimball's having a career year. Yeah, and and shout out to MJ because you got to ask for a lot. But if you're MJ and you actually want to get rid of him, you do got to actually. If right. you want, if you want to trade him, you got to trade him. You know what I'm saying? You got to. Like, should they be wanting to get rid of him? They you know shouldn't. Like, why? They shouldn't yeah. want to be get. They shouldn't want to get rid of him. But apparently, they yeah. they are fielding they offers, right? So listen. Right. Listen, Michael Jordan, uh, he, he once upon a time he drafted Kwame Brown. So I don't know what the hell he's doing personnel wise over there, right? Man, hey, hey, don't forget Adam Morrison. People keep talking about <laughs> Kwame actually gave you some valuable minutes in the NBA, whether you like the way he did it or not. To be Adam fair, Morrison, Adam Morrison did get hurt. Now, before he got hurt, he wasn't doing shit. But <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, how long did he get hurt for? Did he get hurt for ten years or fifteen? Because again. I saw Kwame Brown put some valuable minutes in. Again, you may not like the way it looked, but if we just went to the numbers, I don't think it's close. I think the Kwame Brown thing. And that's a sad conversation. Here's why the Kwame Brown thing stands out to me, right? Because I graduated the same year as Kwame Brown and had never heard of this guy in my fucking life. (laughs) You feel what I'm saying? And so I was and like, listen, yeah. and, and that's not his fault. So, you know, somebody made a bad and so, decision. And well, well, no, well, I'm tied it into to right. It, it was a bad, but I'm tied it into more. At least Adam Morrison was like coming off of like National Player of the Year award. Now which, listen, hey, which makes Adam Morrison look that much worse because this dude came straight out of high school. But again, so he got he did get chances? hurt. But hey, what are the chances of you coming straight out of high school and being great versus you being a college? Well, actually, in the NBA, it's probably the same. <laughs> yeah, I was going hey, to say, seen, hold on. <laughs> I done seen some shit. God damn, it's a cold world. Hey, I was yeah, listen, say- I, I'll take Kwame Brown, and I hate saying that out loud. And you can have it. <laughs> We'll see what happens, man. We have, hey, listen, only on People's Chat Radio can you have an argument about who's better out of Kwame Brown and Adam Morrison. My goodness. <laughs> hey, but at, what Adam's going to do is get a job at like a D1 school here pretty soon. So don't feel bad for Adam. He's good. Shout out to Adam Morrison, man. Listen. He's going to get a job. He's going to have a job at some D1, uh, you know, major school probably. Listen, but. the NBA is not a birthright. You dig? And, and you know, yeah, he hey, couldn't tell, play. Hey, tell, tell, that's the Kobe call. Apparently, it is a birthright. You know, Kobe call got in the league. Man. Well, and, you know? and, hey, and he's now coaching. So, shout out to Kobe call. Hey, and, and MJ got to wear that. He couldn't even get his kids in the league. God damn, MJ. They wouldn't even throw <laughs> your baby. Wouldn't even throw your baby boy a bone. Sheesh. <laughs> they ain't you mess with him. They ain't mess with him like that, dog. You would have thought MJ would have been able to, you know what I'm saying, buy his, you know, you know somebody would have threw his kid, you know, like, hey, man, let the nigga play. MJ kid. I guess, hey, I guess, you know, I guess the brothers won't rock him with it, you know. Hey, man, the sun don't shine, the sun don't shine. <laughs> it really don't shine. It, it, what do you think it, about, uh, about D Wade going back to Miami, though? I think that he's about to have a rude awakening. That's what I think. Because there's Explain. a little guy over there. Because there's a little... And listen, and most people are like, that's a great move. Ah, I don't think so. Um, because there's a little guy over there. Uh, what's his goddamn name, though? He's injured right now. Uh, the uh, He's a best player. Damn, what's his dude name, bro? You're talking about the he big guy, the point guard? Who are you talking about? No, the, 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 the two, the two, the two. Uh, who's the two? Uh, is it Winslow? Uh, who, I don't know who's nah, the two. Uh, not Winslow, uh, man. Who's the other two over there? Now I gotta look it up. God damn. Uh, 
Uh, who they got hey, over there? Dion Waiters. Listen. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Got you. Ne- ne- Neon Dion. And you don't know anything about Dion Waiters? He's on boss talk. So I heard some comments from Dion Waiters in the you know in in the breast of. And listen, this is all alleged. So I don't want Dion to pull up on me on hands, and then you know he had to you know uh, file a lawsuit against me because I bust his ass. You did, but. The the word on the street was basically like Dion got on somebody. Hey, dog, you too old, folk. You know what I'm saying? So I I want to see how D Wade, you know, if he's gonna be coming off the bench in Miami, right? What's that ego like? It's one thing to be coming off the bench with a team um, where your your brother's a superstar, and you know him and him and uh, LeBron, right? They're like blood brothers now. Uh, and him coming off the bench, and you know they, they got a chip together, etc. But Dion ain't never won shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Dwayne Wade's really passing that torch. I don't know what he's doing. So hopefully that's what he's doing. Me personally, I would like to see him stay with Cleveland with this roster and continue to play that off the bench role because I think it would really serve Cleveland well in the playoffs. But, you know, listen, I like Miami better than Cleveland any day in terms of the scenery. So I get mad at him. I wonder, I don't know if the numbers didn't work. I'm guessing it was a numbers thing in which they decided to ship him out. Um,. But here's what I think about him going back. I mean, listen, he goes back to Miami. He's a he's a fucking folk legend there in Miami, right? Um, it, hey, it's, it, you know what it is? It's Wade County, and um, listen, a dude like Dion Waiters is so replaceable in my opinion. And oh, I know. I, I'm not saying he's a boss. I'm saying he's on boss talk. And shout out to Dion Waiters because he's at a, a, you know, listen, I'm not going to do a pull of ESPN and, like, disclose people's salary, but he's at a, hey, listen, he's at a good number. <laughs> he's, at a, he's at a good number in terms of what yeah. he's making on these checks. And, and Dion said somebody bought in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Somebody bought in. Yeah, man. I mean, listen. That that's Dwayne. Listen, if you think Miami Heat, that's Dwayne Wade's franchise, right? Oh, it is. Um, and so he comes back. I think what what's weird is that we're seeing guys who were young get old before our our eyes, right? Right. And we can remember back to like what was it the the two thousand and four the the oh four Olympics in which you know a young Dwayne Wade. Uh, LeBron James, uh, uh, Carmelo with the braids all went over to the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? They got their bronze medal, right? And now we fast forward the jewels and the necklace, and these dudes, Carmelo was over there averaging about 13 points a game in OKC. Dwayne Wade is now coming off the bench in Miami. And listen, you know, we saw these guys at the peaks of their powers, right? And now we're seeing them on the decline, and it's difficult. Um, We'll see how Dwayne Wade takes it, right? Uh, But I think it makes LeBron James even more of a damn genetic marvel when you see that this guy (laughs) is still... Everybody around this nigga is broken down. (laughs) And he's just fucking, he's averaging 27. Yeah, man. And, you know, he's just, it's just ridiculous. You dig what I'm saying? And, and don't try to say, oh, well, those guys are older. Listen, listen, Melo went one year of college. <laughs> stop. Yeah, stop. 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 <laughs> stop. Stop. Listen, he's a, LeBron um, is up there with the Wilt Chamberlains of the world in terms of physical marvels. He, 
He's up there with, you know, um, Shaquille. For me, it's still Shaq because of his height and weight. That, like, yeah. That shit's unbelievable to me. But let me ask you this, though. Is Wilt, because I, I believe this, where do you put Wilt at in terms of the greatest a- athletes of all time? I think Wilt may be the greatest athlete of all time. I'm going to be honest That's with you. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think he may be the well, greatest athlete if ever. If the measurables are correct, Wilt was talking about he ran like a fucking 10700. <laughs> you dig? I mean, listen, I can believe it. The brother looked like, you know, he looked like a bigger Dwight Howard, which is crazy to say. Um, you know, in terms of his physique, I mean, he looked fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? And apparently, um, he was like hella strong, and like he used to work out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you know, whatever that does for you. So, right. <laughs> you dig? Now listen, I think that had more to do with stoves than anything. <laughs> but I digress. You dig? But yeah, I, I mean, digress. the dude was a—he was a high jumper, right? And he was a sprinter, and you know what he do on the court. So you look around, you're like, oh, no. But right. I'm with you though. LeBron James is is, is kind of out of that out of that mold. He just has this. You just look at him. You like, yo, the dude just looks indestructible, right? And he looks like when you see him, like, yo, I don't know when the hell he's gonna slow down. People keep telling me he's gonna slow down, but you know, he's 33 now, and he don't look like he's slowing I down. Really? Yeah, I really don't know when LeBron's gonna slow down. And and what's like you said, the, the crazy thing is, you look at that guys who are his peers. And we're looking at them like, yo, you know, he's clearly done. And LeBron is still the best player in the NBA. <laughs> like, Bob, like if you, and if I'm being honest, I mean, I would say Kevin Durant is the only dude close, but if, yeah, the and third is, close. yeah, like it, it, it's like third is oh, way yeah, far. It's like Giannis, it's like Giannis, yeah, you know? right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, like it's, a, it's distant. Davis, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, dog. Listen, this is People's Champ Radio, man. We still rocking, man. We going hard, man. It's overtime. We getting it popping. We told y'all, man, yeah. a lot to get to today. Hey, let me get to this. Yeah, because let me let me, let me, me move from the NBA just for a second. We can get back if you need to. But let me move. And let me bid potentially a farewell to one of to probably no not one of to my last hero right from my childhood to my last hero from my childhood talking about Wesley Snipes (laughs) you you talking about man you talking about Wesley to the man who's also a close personal friend of mine because he follows me on Twitter Roy Jones Jr. My and y'all man. must have fucking forgot <laughs> that he is. Y'all bet, y'all bet not have forgot. Cue my music for Roy Jones Jr. Because y'all must have forgot, right? <laughs> um, shout out to yeah. Roy. <laughs> shout out to Roy. Um, and you better send hey, you better send this episode to Roy and let him know you're giving him a whole shout out, man. Shout out to the big man. homie, right? Um, we got sponsors, man. Um. <laughs> And listen, I gotta go back and see people. Everybody knows the song "Y'all Must Have Forgot" because it's a funny ass title. But he got a song called "Can't Be Touched." That's a good. Listen, first of all, let me say this: Roy Jones might be the best like athlete rapper of all time. I I know Shaq got Um, Grammys for "Can't Stand the Rain," but no, he he is though. Roy Jones got some real bars. Now that's not close. Uh, because he made a whole album about what's really popping. He didn't give you no pussy popping in the club talk. Roy Jones gave you bars about like you know his his repertoire about whooping people what ass, <laughs> and it was crazy because when I was getting that when he was uh, spitting them bars, I had to like go back and like like oh you know what he really did uh, beat dude with one hand, 
And he told y'all, when I beat Bernard Hopkins and wore the IBF, the right was hurt, beat him with the left. Y'all must have forgot. Bernard Hopkins, of all people. We're talking about a legend. We're talking about a legend in B-Hop who Roy Jones dominated this guy with virtually one hand. And, he, and make no mistake, he beat the hell out of B-Hop. And you knew B-Hop was going to be a really, really good fighter. But, you know, Roy Jones, Let man, me give you another ball. Let me give you another ball. Remember the remember the left hook that James Tony got sucker move I stole from a Gamecock. Y'all must have forgot, dog. Come on, God man. God damn. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, hey, listen, my favorite outside of the Roy going ball because Roy got bread. You know, that's that, <laughs> <laughs> that's that I smoke, oh, I drink. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my favorite of all time from Roy. But that's it. That's neither here nor there. Um. The one I love is when he when he goes Roy Jones one through five. I think he put himself like three, four, oh, five south south I, ball. I, I got the bars for you know I got the yeah. bars from Roy Jones. Yeah, he I said you had the CD. Roy Jones said, um, and nigga said he said when you put it on the line, Roy Jones will be one through nine, and number ten will be wait. The experts <laughs> need time to think. But from what I saw, shit, Roy Jones, number 10, Southpaw. Southpaw, my God. <laughs> That's on yeah, the track the called Mr. Unstoppable. Or, yeah, yeah. And still, Mr. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Mr. Unbeatable. Hey, my nigga Roy, hey, Roy was such a cold-blooded nigga, the niggas said Mr. Unknockoutable. Like, right. We all, know that, we all know that that's not a word, or you know, but we got what he meant. Mr. Unknock. Hey, but shout out to Roy hey, Jones. You, yeah, yeah, the GOAT. Roy Apparently, the, he, you know, from what he said, he fought his last fight on Friday I night. God he did. I hope on Friday God night. Did. It was a unanimous decision win over Scott Sigmund, um, okay. in which he won the vacant WBU German version of the Cruiserweight title, whatever that does for you. Um, but he won the fight. Um, it was easy, and he won it with a torn bicep. Um, and he looked good doing it. He he showed, he played to the crowd a little bit. He did his thing. And right. um, listen, shout out to Roy Jones Jr. Um, now, he did leave the door open because he said the only fight that he will ever come back for is Anderson Silva. Anderson Spider Silva of UFC fame. Right. And, and they're friends, by the way. So, yeah. you know, I don't think... And they've been, think, uh, you know. they've been talking about doing this fight probably almost going on damn near 10 years now. Yeah, um, they have been. Yeah, they've been talking about having that fight for the longest. But And it's funny because Dana White would never sign off on it, right? But he no signed sir. off on McGregor Mayweather. So, whatever you want to do with that information. Um... Hey, man, hey, hold on, but didn't Dana a few years ago say boxing was dead? Now he's, you know, got it. Now you know Dana's going to do boxing, right? I don't know if you know this. You damn right I know this. And, and yeah, of course he's going to do boxing now. Hey, man, hey listen, who's the, who's, the, who's the next man up in the UFC? Is it Ronda, Ronda Rock? <laughs> Cold world. Cold world UFC. Y'all good out there? God damn, well, y'all motherfuckers struggling, black. Yeah, man. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, shout out to Conor McGregor for holding a motherfucking ball to the fire. Boy, they ain't got the answers for that dude. Let me they ask you this. Let me Wait. ask you this. Over the last few weeks, your man, your man, Floyd, has been mm-hmm. sending these very cryptic Instagram messages hinting at a possible. Right, that's, for the video, that's for the video game. I ain't worried about that, man. Video game. I'm with you. I don't think that there's anything behind it, but a lot of people are speculating that maybe, just maybe, 
you dig? He might say, fuck it. Do you okay. think there's any scenario in which Floyd would actually get in a MMA octagon? Yeah. Uh, fucking another hundred million dollars. Absolutely. Go get that money. Like, bro. And somebody said, hey, fam, this going that realm and give you minimal hundred million. That shit would break. Re- it would break more records than the boxing shit does. Because a lot of those people that went to watch him in boxing were, were the ones that said, hey, he won't get an octagon. So they're going to, they, they watch him, they watch him get an octagon. Um, he steal their money again. And, you know, uh, and, and they'd be like, hey, Floyd Law, but, you know, unless he'll take the L. And it'll just be a, a good soft L because, Roy, you do remember watching Kimbo Slice fight. Uh, who did he fight, man? Kimbo uh, Slice fought someone in which, like, these brothers were literally, literally like, pat each other. <laughs> it was a bunch of wrestling. Because the difference in the UFC is easier to fake. It's easier to fake that shit. You know what so I'm saying? So you're going with this whole thing might be a work. If they do get in there, it's going to be a oh, work. Ain't no, ain't no might. It is that. Listen, I, I thought I thought Floyd took care of Connor in the boxing ring, so I would not be uh, shocked if Connor took care of Floyd in the octagon. Yeah. Um, because clearly, listen, it was points in which Floyd Floyd could have really hurt Connor. Um, if you go back and watch that fight, listen, Connor's all out of position, his chin's up in the air, he's so exposed, and Floyd. Hey, I, ain't the, I ain't watched it the first time, man. Tell me about it. Floyd could have really hurt the dude. And he decided to not really hurt him. And, uh, you know, he took care of him. He took care of him. And you right, bro. I was the first one to say, like, yo, listen, this shit's not real. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, shout. let me go back. Shout out to Roy Jones Jr. Um, I don't know if the Anderson Silver thing's going to happen because he's apparently on suspension again for some damn PEDs. Um, hey, man. Hey, listen, I wish, I wish Anderson a speedy recovery, man. This brother right here. He's been recovering from uh, that that broken leg, boy, ever since on his PEDs, and apparently he ain't got the right, he ain't got the answer. Yeah, I mean, listen, Roy Jones is forty nine years old, right? Um, if he, you know, if he did decide to fight Anderson Silva, his suspension is still a few more months. He would need a training camp. So it wouldn't be probably until next year. He would be fifty. Listen, I don't want to see a fifty year old Roy Jones out there trying to fight Anderson Silva. Listen, Roy Jones is far and away my, uh, the best boxer I ever saw in his prime, right? Because I, I wasn't here. And an interesting story about Roy Jones, I, people, a lot of people don't know this. It's, it's, it's out there. It's not like it's hidden. But Roy Jones actually, before he fought John Ruiz for the heavyweight championship, he actually was trying to get a fight with Holyfield. And Which is sick, by the way. And, yeah, and Holyfield, didn't want to do it because he was like, yo, it's nothing in it for me. It's only like risk for me, right? It's no, he right. was like, yo, you're moving up two weight classes. If Man. you beat me, you get all the glory. If I beat you, I'm supposed to win. So he was like, yeah. yo, that's just bad business for me, right? Hey, and I'm glad I'm glad for Roy Jones that that didn't happen because I think that that would have been the most dangerous fighter to fight because if you know anything about Holyfield, you're not knocking this guy out. Right, you have to beat on Holyfield for a while. You just have to just sit there and just keep beating him. <laughs> and this, we're talking about heavyweight, and as powerful as Roy Jones is, he doesn't have the powerful. He doesn't have the power of uh, uh, Mike Tyson, obviously, as a heavyweight, or uh, George Foreman, or Riddick Bowen. I, I watched Holyfield take all that they they could give him. So yeah, man. 
Yeah, but shout out to Roy though, man. That's my guy. He's the last. He he's the last one for me. Listen, I'm on yeah, my. Yeah, he's the last of the Mohicans. Yeah, yeah man. ain't he, no more know. fandom for me like that. It's dudes I like to watch. You know what I'm saying? I like watching Westbrook. I like watching some of these dudes out here, man. But hey, that that was the last dude I was a fan of was Roy Jones, and yeah, now he's gone. Man. Hey, Roy Jones gone now. Hey, it's cold world for the rest of you motherfuckers out here now, dog. Cause I ain't got nobody else out here, man. So I'm just. Hey, uh, listen, I'm holding on to hope for my big homie Errol Spence, man. I hope he continues to sharpen, you know, his skill. Um, I'm a big Errol Spence guy. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. The problem with Errol though is yeah. that he's gonna start needing dance partners, right? He's gonna start yep. needing some fights. So let's look at the boxing schedule that's coming up, right? Um, Danny Garcia set to fight Brandon Rios this weekend on Saturday the 17th. They fight. Should be an easy win for Danny Garcia. That's a good matchup for him with Brandon Rios because that's just the guy who has a good name, but he shouldn't be a, th- a real threat. And it's right. actually a fight on that same night that's a that's a, a more interesting fight. Devin Alexander is actually fighting Victor Ortiz of Floyd Mayweather fame. The reason that's an interesting fight, right, a Floyd Mayweather fan. That's an inter- interesting <laughs> fight because I think the winner of that fight becomes like the stepping stone guy for for like the next big prospect because those are two guys who are clearly, I think, past their like peak and but, right. who, but who still have good names, good records. And, and, and so we'll we'll see with that. Me and you were talking about this, that apparently people are saying that it's going to be a showdown between potentially between Pacquiao and um, Lomachenko um, coming up in like late this year. So we'll see what happens there if that truly transpires or not, you know, because they still got to get, get everything together. But apparently that's a real thing right now. What do you think about about Lomachenko Pacquiao? I think that's a great step up for Lomachenko in terms of name and weight, right? Although Manny's not a naturally big guy. Right, it, right. It, it looks good on paper is what I mean, right? Right. Um, but what Lomachenko's going to have to do for me is he's going to have to go up to that 135 range, and that's when he's going to really start getting some um, some looks for me. I'm not really rocking with Lomachenko right now because the boxing world doesn't rock with people who are, you know, under that 130, 135 range. So when Lomo uh, moves up to that 135 range and starts fighting the Mikey Garcias of the world, um, that's when he'll start to garner some respect for me. Right now, he's just really in the, you know, he's fighting. I mean, his last fight was against, and that was his biggest challenge outside of your boy um, Gary Russell Jr., right? Which I'm not going to take that Gary Russell Jr. fight away from the kid. Um, because all that I saw from Gary Russell Jr. and all that I heard was that, you know, he was the good, and Lomachenko beat the hell out of him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not taking that away from Lomo, but I'm talking about it in regards to consistency. I need to see him continue to move up and wait um, and, and continue to challenge himself. So this is a great step up for Lomo. Uh, I believe that this, I, I'm, I'm interested in watching this fight because I want to see how Manny looks, how aggressive Manny is. And if Lomachenko is able to neutralize him. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I think Lomachenko will win this fight. But I do think it's a great name fight for him. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's a. I think it's the perfect fight. These are This is a throwback fight to yeah. what used to happen because you get a guy with a name 
who is a yep. who has been fighting bigger guys for the last decade and who's now going to fight a guy who's more his natural size but mm-hmm. Pacquiao is clearly past his prime. Now, had this been Pacquiao from a decade ago, you would say, hey, listen, Pacquiao going to knock this motherfucker out, right? right? But this isn't that Pacquiao. We know that. Um, this is possibly, possibly, if you let Floyd tell it, a post-PED Pacquiao. And so, <laughs> and hey, so, man, listen, you know, we got to get these tests done, man. Hey, you listen, know, if you ain't cheating, done. you ain't trying. Shout out to the Patriots, right? You did. Got to get these tests done, you know. And so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I like that fight, though. It, yeah. It, it's, it, it's a, see, those are the kind of dance partners that um errol spence jr needs right he needs those type of dance partners those guys who with the name but who's on the deck who's on the way out that he can get a good win against get a good crowd to buy in because of the name and still get that win you know what i'm saying now he had that now go ahead go ahead i was gonna say the problem with errol is that everybody in the middleweight division right um meaning above him you know that those are all dangerous fights. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He don't really, I don't think he want to step up <laughs> to them cats. Not right now. Yeah, n- right? not yet. Not right yeah, now. Not yet. Those are some really dangerous fights. And as far as the welterweight is concerned, um, you know, Arrow is, he's so dangerous because he's clearly on par um, skill-wise, but his name in boxing, right, in, in terms of just the decast, it's, it doesn't ring a bell. You get me? Let me um, give you a name that I think would... And listen, I hope this fight doesn't happen because I think this other guy isn't stable enough mentally to to take a, a loss and not commit suicide. But Errol Spence, Adrian Broner, I think would really sell. Oh, hell no. Hell no. You don't like that no. fight? Nobody does, bro. Because, you know, I, 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 my ears to the street in boxing. And the word on Adrian right now is will he win another significant fight? And the word on Errol Spence is nobody in the welterweight division better than him right now. No, I agree that's, with you. and That's a consensus, though. That's, I, it's not so, you know, no. I no. agree with both things you just said. Yeah, I no. agree with both things you just said, and that's the reason I think that if you want to fight that guy, you have to fight him now, but before he gets beat by somebody else. Because here's the thing. Nah. Here's the thing, right? Bro. Mikey, I think Mikey Dan- Danny in that Adrian Broner shit. Danny, but here's the thing, though. Danny, Danny, uh, Danny Garcia is gonna stay far away from from Errol Spence. He doesn't want that problem. Yeah. Oh, he's and, already talked about not wanting that problem. Right. That's all and, to do. and Keith Thurman is going to stretch this thing out as long as he possibly can before he has to fight. Yeah, he's going to try to fight. He's going to try to wait as long as he possibly can. Now, the only other person that may be willing to get in there and rumble, maybe, you know what I'm saying, we don't know, but it could potentially be Terrence Crawford. He might want to get in there and rumble. No, Terrence Crawford wants to get in there and rumble. Ain't no maybe. uh, They actually had a long interview with Terrence Crawford's uh, trainer. Mm -hmm. And, and, And what he said was, I quote, we're going to expose Errol Spence and tear his ass up. Now, the problem with that is this, though. Now you got to look at it from an Errol Spence standpoint. If you're Errol Spence now, because now he, beca- to me, even though Terrence Crawford has a huge, has a big name in boxing alone, he is moving up a weight class. And if you're, if you're Errol Spence, are you willing to take that risk against a Terrence Crawford? Yeah, so you have to. They already talked about it. So Errol Spence trainer, 
um, also talked about fighting Crawford. And he was like, yeah, we'll, he was like, we'll probably end up fighting Crawford um, in like two or three fights because they, they're they chasing the Thurman fight first, right? That's their, that's right. What their eye is. But he was, they, at the same token, they were like, listen, but what we can't do is sit around and wait for Thurman and, and he's trying to run and dodge and shit. We got to keep fighting, fam. So they're going to fight Bud Crawford. And let me say this. That's a bad fight for uh, Bud Crawford. I think so as why. well. I, 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 it's I'm a bad you. fight. It's a bad fight. And it's simple. It's simple, actually. It's not, I'm not a genius to stand it. He's a naturally smaller guy, and they fight very similar. So I'm just going to take, like, the bigger guy who pretty much does the same shit as you. Um, listen, fam, I keep saying this. Errol Spence fought the boogeyman in the welterweight division for me, and that was Kelly Brook. That was the guy on, on, in, terms, in regards to this straight Skill. That was the one guy who I was like, hey, I don't know who could beat this guy. I mean, in, in the welterweight division over here, there's no one that I. If, if, if Errol Spence hadn't beat Kell Brook, right up until this point, I wouldn't have anybody beating Kell Brook in welterweight right now. So the fact that he went all the way over there and beat him under those adverse uh, circumstances, I just got Errol on another level right now, fam. Um, you know, he's proven it to me. And what he did and what he just did to Lamont Peterson, a guy that everybody to a man was basically like, Listen, you know, Lamont ain't a dude you just gonna walk through. You might beat yeah. him. You ain't gonna walk through him. And all that happened was he walked through him, corner had to throw in a towel, couldn't even finish the fight. So yeah. Yeah, man, I you know, my my thing becomes this though, right? I want to see and listen, maybe I'm the only person in the world, right, who who really wants to see how Terrence Crawford is going to look against Jeff Horn in April. They I fight in April. I, I really, really want to see. see how he looks against Jeff Horn because, listen, we can sit back here and, and everybody can say Jeff Horn doesn't have great skills. He's not fast. He's not this. But Jeff Horn seems to be a motherfucker who can take a shot and we know that 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 Bud isn't really a knockout artist like that, right? He's not. Nope, he, he wasn't knocking. He he was he wasn't a one punch knockout guy at one forty. So definitely at yep. one forty seven. I mean, look at his record. He he has thirty two wins, twenty three knockouts. Um. So you look at it though, but those knockouts are an accumulation. They're not a lot of like one punch get a guy out of there, right? And now you're oh, moving up and you're fighting a guy like Jeff Horn, who again. We know he's not. He doesn't have great footwork. We we know he doesn't have great hand speed, right? But he's gonna be there in front of you, and so I'm interested to see how that goes. I think that fight is gonna be a very telling fight for what's coming for Bud Crawford at 147. Yeah, man. You dig? You dig? So, hey, listen, man. Y'all over there turning up still, man. We gotta get ready to get up out of here, Cash. (laughs) Anything else you got? You want to get to, man? We we. to do with me, dog. Hey, listen, hashtag me but, too. Uh, hey, listen, man, anything man. else you want to get to, dog? Hey, I'm on record. But, uh, no, man, hey, hey listen, man, PCR, man, you, you know, real news. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear the truth first over here on PCR, baby. Uh, we're going we're gonna to give it to you all. Boxing. Roy Mack, I know you want to talk some movie shit. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, you but wanna, no. You want to hit on that point real quick? I wasn't going to leave without talking about that because, you know, the big movie coming out, right? Is Black Panther. That's the big movie getting ready to come out is Black Panther. Now, let me put this out there for everybody who doesn't know. Cash knows this, but let me put this out there. It's two things I don't do. One, I don't even watch movies like that, number one. And number two, 
I don't fuck with superheroes. I, I just never, even as a kid, I didn't, I, I didn't get why people like superheroes. I, I just didn't, I never got it. So I've never been into superheroes, and I don't even watch movies like that. So it's not something that I'm gonna like flock right. to go see. I'll catch That's it on. Not what you like? Yeah, I'll catch it on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? I'll catch it somewhere like that. You dig? But um, apparently, people are super excited about it. What says Cash? Because you're a, you're you're the opposite of me, right? You're you're a movie guy and you're a superhero guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the uh, you know I grew up obviously with a lot of uh, you know superhero movies. Um, so yeah, now I'm a huge fan of superheroes. I'm a big fan of just the art, the comic world. I think is very unique because they're able to tackle a lot of topics um, first, and then like they're kind of like the test run like real touchy subjects to uh, be brought to the mainstream. One of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest, uh, I guess, you know, comic book movies or whatever you want to call it, uh, is the X-Men. You know, the X-Men is really a civil war. If you, if you, if you know the story of the X-Men, you know, that's about the oppressed. You know, the X-Men is really about racism. You know what I'm saying? But they break it Talk down. Talk that shit, mutant. Cash. They break it down in that mutant shit. To where everybody, ah, oh, you know, a bunch of mutants have been discriminated against. They got the Mutant Registration Act, and you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you get down to the nitty gritty of the shit, you know. And and a lot of these comics were written in like the '60s, so you know what was going on, right? But I digress. So, Black Panther, um, real quick, huge fan of the uh, Black Panther comic series because uh, the technology that's in that movie is unbelievable. Uh, that's in that series, excuse me, is unbelievable. And I, I saw the previews in a movie and they're definitely going to keep with the theme, uh, of the comics as well as, you know, the animated movie. So, uh, big black Panther fan. Now I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed if you don't have the information on black Panther. Uh, it's not a black empowerment movie. Um, that, that's why I'm seeing a lot of that on a lot of like social media. Um, I saw Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 10 out of 10, which I think is a work. Um, so, you know, I think the movie's going to be great for the comic shit, but, you know, it's not going to free us or deliberate anyone. I, I think people got to be really careful. <laughs> well, because this actually happened with the Wonder Woman shit. I don't know if you know. No, you know, I'm some... fully aware. People, people was on some, like, real woman's liberation shit with Wonder Woman. Yeah. If you watch the movie, it has shit to do with women, you know, women's liberation. It was weird because I was like, uh, Wonder Woman, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a mythic, it's a chick from a goddamn, you know, all-female, uh, you know, island type shit. So anyway, um, but yeah, man, listen, just watch the shit and enjoy it, man, for what it, what, what it is as a comic. But, uh, you know, don't go into the movie, you know, getting on some, you know, uh, I want my people to be free shit because you're going to be very disappointed in the plot, I think. I, I think that he's... <laughs> I think it's going, it's funny because like the Black Panther storyline is like on some stereotypical shit too. So I think a lot of folks going to be disappointed if they ain't got the information. But I digress. Are you a fan of Finn from the Star, uh, Star Wars series? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. Roy Mack knows goddamn well how I feel about, uh, about Toby and Star Wars. Listen, man. Listen, man. I ain't know. You know, the boy, he got to, I'd have to talk to that actor personally because I can tell the brother didn't have the information. So, yeah, we'll, <laughs> and we'll, and we'll, speak on, we'll speak on no fans on this platform, man. You know what I'm saying? 
ain't no fans on this platform. You don't man. rock with Finn. Hey, I ain't rocking with it. The boy, hey, I don't think Finn rocks with Finn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He a bunch of Ray talk, you dig? Hey, that's your, hey, that's your, but that's your man's. <laughs> Hey, boy, unreal. You talking about a character I despise? Boy, that shit's silly. You don't like Finn? I just don't like him. So before we get out of here... Dude too too needy for me, man. Before we get out of here, let me ask you this. Uh, Top three. Give me your top three. I ain't gonna go too deep. Maybe your top two. But give me your top three sitcoms, right, that you grew up on. Top three sitcoms. Man, Cosby Show... Fresh Prince and Martin, top three. That easy. Uh, you know, listen, I'm not trolling. I'm not that trolling. Easy. I'm not trolling, but those be the three that I would go with. <laughs> those be the three that I would go up. I yeah, mean, well, you know, listen. Uh, I'm good at what I do. Listen, I like, man. I, I like, I, I, I like top-notch stuff. Yeah, man. I, I mean, well, you know what? And it's weird because I, I mess with Fresh Prince heavy. That might be the only one that somebody could give me an argument for that I might dis- that, that I might be willing to move out. Um, but I'd probably keep it in. I'd listen to some <laughs> arguments, though, for it. Um, give me some arguments. Give me some arguments. Like, I, don't like what? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think what I would see. Because the thing about it, right, when you start talking about sitcoms, and, and, and of course, we're talking about black-centered uh, sitcoms, right? At least that's what I'm talking about. You dig? But well, I'm, I'm taking those three sitcoms over hey, over any sitcom. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm just talking sitcoms. But I mean, you know, what but, you, wanna, you know, it, it's irrelevant. I understand because, like, listen, still be my three. I might be one <laughs> of the few people uh, of my age who's never watched the episode of of of, of Seinfeld. That just wasn't the shit for me, right? Um, right. So, but but I watched Seinfeld before. I I, do, I, I just never watched eight, the episode of it, right? I but. But now, I, I don't thought, watch it anymore because you know that the big homie on Seinfeld ran his mouth. Yeah, man, now, Kramer. Some racist shit. Yeah. yeah, man, Kramer. Kramer wanted to stick a fork up somebody's ass and have him <laughs> hang him on a tree. <laughs> you did. Yeah, man, Kramer. Listen, I like. Um, listen, I I like Fresh Prince. Um, I like Martin. I like the Cosby Show. I don't know. I I think a different. I think a different world kind of always gets lost in the pantheon. Of it, sitcoms, uh, it get lost in the Cosby Show. It, it, it really does because of the Cosby Show, right? It kind of gets lost. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people, yeah. a lot of people try to like lump it in together, but it it, it really lived yep. on its own, at least in my opinion, right? No, oh, it did. That was an that was an unbelievable show. It really was because it showed a different aspect that if you if you really look, we still don't really talk about today, and that's the college age kids in college. You dig what I'm saying? Who was who are really doing what? Because now. The shows you get, right, if you do get a show, it's somebody who's, quote, unquote, not doing what they're supposed to do, where they out here, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever. Right, right, that show right. depicted kids uh, uh, in college doing their thing. Following in the footsteps. Yeah, doing their thing. Dwayne Wayne's of the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about it. Like, Dwayne Wayne was, Dwayne Wayne, uh, Dwayne Wayne was, you know, he was depicted as kind of like a clown little dude at first. But, like, listen, he's yep. majoring in – he's an engineer major. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, this dude right. is on his – he's on his stuff. You feel me? So, that was a great show. That might be the only show I, I, that I would say, like, I feel like it doesn't get his card because they really tackled a lot of information on that show. And that show grew. Shout out to Jada Pinkett. That's the first time I saw her was on that show at the toward the end of that show. Shout out no, to Tupac. Tupac was yeah, on that show as well. Yeah, shout out to Pop. Yeah, shout out to Pop. You dig? So, 
Yeah, I like that show, man. But yeah, no, the, those are three that I would go with, though, probably. I'm with you, a though. Different Fresh. world from where you come from. I, I gotta go watch that shit. Yeah, man. It's on, it's on Netflix. Shout out to Netflix. Oh, is it? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. You yeah, can get on that man, on Netflix, though. I, I just got chills thinking about that show, man. That's an unbelievable show. It really is. Shout out to a different world, man. Shout out to Whitley Gilbert. Um, Listen, man. We got to get ready to get up out of here. Hey, I was hollering at a chick that looked just like Whitley, and she was as crazy as Whitley. And that was a cold <laughs> world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you think you won, you're like, oh, shit, I got, well, I got me a goddamn Whitley. Boy, they realize, like, yo, she is Whitley, and that's a cold world. Oh, make no mistake. Yeah. It's, hey, it's going to cost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, hey, listen, I ain't had a paper. Hey, you gotta yeah. hey, 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 get your money up. But listen, right. dog. Yeah. <laughs> but li hey, shout out to VH1 right now. They are if people don't know, I don't know when y'all gonna listen to this, but right now, right before Valentine's Day, VH1 is replaying like all the flavor <laughs> of love. So shout out to VH1. Hey, because apparently that's what Valentine's Day is about, right? <laughs> Shout out to my man, my man Flavor Flav. Hey, one chain, two bodies. <laughs> hey, that nigga made that shit deep. Motherfuckers was nervous, weren't they? Hey, one chain, two bodies. Hey, that's probably the dopest line in the history of the little, like, roses chain ceremony. That nigga, <laughs> hey, that camera, hey, that camera would be panning around. Motherfuckers would be nervous. <laughs> Hey, let me let me let me segue a little bit because yeah, yeah. this says a lot. This says a lot about human nature, and even I catch myself feeling this way sometimes. Right? You may not want some shit, but when you can't have a motherfucker, all of a sudden, like you get like this gut wrenching feeling, like oh shit. Like listen, those females will tell you, found that Flay was ugly as hell, and you know I can't believe I kissed him. But when that motherfucking chain shit came up, they was trying to get that chain. I don't care what they tell you. You dig? It's kind of it's, hey, it's kind of like this, man. Like, let's say you got five dollars in your pocket, right? Fuck it. Let's say you got twenty, and you're like, ah, you know, I got twenty bucks. You know, whatever. I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to spend the shit. But you lose that shit. You're like, oh shit, I lost twenty fucking bucks. You dig? <laughs> You did? It wasn't like it was going to change your life. You wasn't in a hurry to spend it. But the point is, is that you had access to that shit. You get me? And so, yeah, Flavor of Love is funny because Flav created like this, like... He created the... Listen, he created the entire um, economic system for VH1 right now. Everything. This love and hip-hop, all of that. Yeah. Flavor... Yeah, listen, all of them are the sons <laughs> of Flavor of Love. That's real Which talk. Crazy. I mean, he had people that came off that show and got the, you know, New York got a spinoff. I mean, Flavor, that guy, Bridget, him and Bridget had a spinoff. Right. Oh, you yeah. Right. You dig? Um, who, hey, Hoops almost uh, hit the lottery with Shaq and then she fucked that off. You dig? Well, well, she actually hit the lottery with Shaq. You know, I just think she woke up and was like, listen, all the money in the world. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> hey, who, who, who said, hey, man, I'm good, man. My you man. Know, hey. Hoops from Houston, dog. So she don't do a lot of corny shit, man. My Thought man Flav said, "I'm roll with hoops. I'm roll with hoops. I'm roll." <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
hey, hey, hey, blame my nigga because like, oop, she wasn't trying, she wasn't winning any of like the games. And he was and just he like, she was. Yeah, he was trying to get those niggas. Flame <laughs> was like, when well, I hear you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to cut something. So yeah, man. Hoop, man. Yeah. Shout out to my man Flavor, Flavor, Flav, man. Put y'all boys on. And listen, y'all protect Flavor out there, man. Apparently, he caught some caught some hands out there in Vegas about a couple weeks ago, man. I don't tell what's going on with that, but somebody. Too, too big. To be expected. <laughs> Somebody ran up on Flav with yeah. some hands, dog. So you know what I'm saying? Flav is fucking, you know, five foot six, hundred pounds. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Flav got some real age on him right now, bro. Flav like in his oh, late fifties, early, you know, you know, Flav got some age Hold on. on. Late fifties? Boy, I thought he was about to. I, I don't know if he's in his fifties anymore. No, I'm, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, yo, flip, flip. He got some age on him, dog. Right, right, right. Now he might be, you know, because listen, Bridget Nielsen was hot when, um, you know, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone was making Rocky. So you know that. Yeah. I'm sure. I just pulled him up. They got him. They said that he was born in '59. He's 58 years old. Listen, you okay. can't be out here stealing off on on basically 60 years old. You can't be out here stealing off on 60 year old men, dog. Yeah, senior citizens, man. Yeah, you, you can't get here stealing off on them. Though. I'm not and co-signing shout that. To, shout out to Flay for making it this far. Uh, it's a couple of years when you didn't know if the brother was going to make it. Shout out to Flay um, you know, for making it this far. Yeah, man. Well, listen, dog. This that's People's Champ Radio, man. We got to get ready to get up out of here, man. Y'all got the big show this week, man. Shout out to Flay. To, shout out to Flavor of Love. Hey. <laughs> Hey, watch a different world on Netflix. Different um, world on Netflix. Know, hey, listen. For all you, for all you, you know, you, you, uh, new millennials, because apparently I'm a, uh, a millennial as well. But to all you new millennials, check out Different World. Um, it's an unbelievable show. You dig? Um, it's it's a lot of culture in that show. A lot of culture. Do I do it for the culture? Because I know, <laughs> I know, I, I know a lot of you new cats, man. Y'all like to really do it for the culture. So yeah, do it for the culture. Do it for the culture. Hey man, listen, we out of here, dog. People Shant Radio. I holla. Real news. Cash out. Everybody, everybody, get on your feet, get on your right feet now, right for now, Roy Jones, Roy Jones, Jones, Jones Junior. The best pound the for best pound, pound fighter for in the pound world. Fighter in the world. Whoever don't agree, whoever don't agree. You know what? I guess y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. When they stole my gold medal and sold career, let's look back at my whole career. Cause y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. The best pound for pound is mine. Hit Gracie Harris with four hooks at one time. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Bernard Hopkins and won the IBF. The right was hurt, beat him with the left. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. You remember the left hook that James Tony got? Sucker move, I stole from a game cock. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. Will it be another Roy Jones? Probably not. Stop Virgil Hill with a body shot. See, y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot.